Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Carrie Donahue, in for Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith, bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on your schedule like podcasts. Here's the latest. Let's start with a roundup of news from Ukraine on the 12th day of Russia's invasion. As Russian attacks continue to get more ferocious and hit more civilians, the number of refugees who have fled Ukraine now stands above a stunning 1.5 million people. Russia is offering to let Ukrainian civilians flee to Russia. How generous of them. Reuters reports Moscow even offered to airlift terrified Ukrainians to the country that just invaded them. A Ukrainian government spokesman called the offer completely immoral. Meanwhile, another effort at a ceasefire collapsed over the weekend. This was to allow civilians to leave cities under siege, but Ukraine says Russia would not stop shelling. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said this on CNN's State of the Union. We've seen very credible reports of deliberate attacks on civilians, which would constitute a war crime. Russia and Ukraine are holding a third round of peace talks today. Very little has come out of their last two sessions. This is the sound of anti-war protesters chanting no to war in St. Petersburg over the weekend. More than 4,500 Russians were detained for protesting the war. Meanwhile, a Russian reporter says police in Moscow are stopping people in the street and demanding to scroll through their texts, apparently looking for anti-war messages. Amex, Visa, MasterCard, Netflix, TikTok, they have all joined the growing list of companies suspending business in Russia. Among those still under pressure to do so, McDonald's, PepsiCo, and Starbucks. WNBA star Brittany Griner has been detained in Russia on drug charges, but the details are murky. The Russian Federal Customs Service announced over the weekend that Griner had been caught with hash oil at an airport near Moscow sometime last month. American politicians have pointed out that Russia has a history of wrongfully detaining and imprisoning U.S. citizens. She could be facing up to 10 years in prison. It looks like Americans had generally positive responses to President Biden's handling of Ukraine and his State of the Union address. His poll numbers are up, at least in one survey. An NPR PBS Marist poll released late last week puts Biden's approval rating at 47 percent, up from 39 percent in February. Coming up, we talk about the Great Resignation and why it's payback time for employees. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in. The so-called People's Convoy got into their trucks and cars on Sunday and caused traffic slowdowns on the Beltway around Washington, D.C. Protest leaders are calling for an end to pandemic-related restrictions, many of which have already been lifted. In terms of a master plan, one organizer told The Washington Post, quote, We're going to keep annoying D.C. Yeah, good luck with that. Warner Brothers executives are likely breathing a sigh of relief this morning as box office receipts for the opening weekend of The Batman were very good. The nearly three-hour film starring Robert Pattinson as the caped crusader brought in more than $128 million. That makes it second to Spider-Man No Way Home for pandemic-era hits. Did you notice the higher prices at the gas pump this weekend? Well, the national average for a gallon of gas has hit $4, according to AAA. That is the highest price since 2008. And in some states like California, consumers are spending over $5 at the pump. Gas prices are expected to keep rising as Russia's war with Ukraine continues to disrupt the oil market. 
Here's some news that will shock you. Elon Musk is getting backlash for one of his tweets. I know, right? This has never happened. Musk said Europe should restart dormant nuclear power as oil and gas prices surge. Many were quick to slam his ideas, saying the risk of radiation is too high. Well, Musk being Musk, he of course has an answer. He says he'll travel to a high radiation area and eat locally grown food on TV. He even claims to have already done that in Fukushima, Japan. Queen Elizabeth has a new permanent home address. She's officially moved out of Buckingham Palace and making Windsor Castle her forever home, according to the Sunday Times. The Queen's been at the castle just outside of London since the UK first went into lockdown in 2020. Buckingham Palace has been the official residence of the royal family since 1837. It's currently undergoing a $500 million renovation, but the Queen has no plans to return. Let's turn to one of the biggest topics over the last couple of years, the Great Resignation. Companies spent decades demanding total loyalty from employees while treating them as if they were disposable. One insider contributor says the Great Resignation is payback time. Ed Zitron is the founder of EZPR. He also writes a tech and culture newsletter on Substack called Where's Your Ed At?, which is very good. Hi, Ed. Hey, how's it going? It's going great, thanks. So your article talks about what you call the loyalty lie. You say that employers expect absolute loyalty from their employees, but in reality, they don't reciprocate it, making loyalty a one-way street and ultimately a big lie. So how has the pandemic worsened this loyalty disparity between employers and employees? So when the worst things happen, that is when you prove you're loyal to someone. When things are bad, such as a global pandemic, that is when... Companies could have shown their loyalty to their workers. What did they do? They laid off people. They reduced healthcare benefits. Mm -hmm. They furloughed people and then fired them. They union busted. Companies really could have shown how loyal they were by finding a way to bring people back quicker, paying people hazard pay, Mm -hmm. making it safe for retail workers who need security from crazy customers. They did none of these things. And yet they have the temerity to say, we need employee loyalty. Employees aren't loyal enough. Nonsense. (laughs) So how widespread is this problem of employers not being loyal? What companies are doing this? The majority of them. Mm. Look at Frito-Lay. Look at Kellogg. Look at John Deere. Grocery workers, retail workers are being screamed at and are quitting in record numbers because they have customers who are horrible to them. This is the majority of workers, full stop. I'm sure you can look at desk workers, knowledge workers, and say, oh, that's also a problem. And it is. Companies are also not loyal to them. But the real problem and the fabric of what's happening with the supply chain and with the so-called labor shortage is actually companies do not want to pay people properly and they don't want to give them the benefits and the perks to actually make it worth it. And people are saying, screw you, as they should. In your article, you have this great sort of comparison. You say that if an employee was half-assing their job, nobody would expect their employer to be loyal to them. Mm -hmm. But the, the inverse is often not looked at. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure. The problem is America and a lot of the developed world, frankly, is built on an underclass of retail workers and of blue collar workers who are treated terribly. And on top of that, These people have no voice. If they told their boss, oh, I need this to do my job better, their boss would just kind of look at them like they were speaking another language. And that's the thing. There is no understanding of employee happiness or employee fallibility. However, when the employer makes a mistake, I I don't see them apologizing to workers. I don't see really them being held accountable. 
except very occasionally. Ed, how do we fix this? What we need to change is companies need to be paying a living wage. Companies need to be providing benefits. In a retail operation or any customer-facing operation, if someone screams at someone, if a customer gets in the worker's face or is nasty to them, that customer should be banned from every store. We need consequences for people who mistreat workers, both on the customer and the corporate level. It is not that hard to make employees happy. You just have to pay them well and make sure their working conditions are good. That is what is happening here. That is the great resignation. That's great. Thanks so much for joining us, Ed. My pleasure. That's it for now. Check back for the latest headlines anytime through 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm Carrie Donahue. And I'm Dave Smith. Thanks for listening to The Refresh from Insider. 